Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast. I'm Quinn, your keeper of Monster and Mysteries. We'll go ahead and have everyone else introduce themselves. Uh, Kyle, why don't you go ahead? Hey, it's Kyle. I'm playing Alvin the Monstrous. Tio? Hello, I'm playing Constance the Expert. And Hannah? It's Hannah, and I'm playing J.R. the Crooked. Excellent. So when we left off last time, Constance and Alvin, you had just arrived back at Constance's studio. Leon had given you a lift there and gone inside. You had just begun painting the crime scene that you saw back at the prospector. And as you finished those paintings, you heard a knock at the door and opened it to find J.R. And that is where we're going to pick right up with the three of you outside of Constance's studio. What do you do? Who are you? Uh, my name's JR. I know who that is. I, well, sort of. How did you know where to find us? What, I'm very, very confused. I hold up my phone and it's got the tweet on it. I immediately give Leon a death stare. Uh, Leon, you see, has stepped away and appears to be on the phone with someone. Oh my god. He's not paying attention to you at this moment. (sighs) Alvin... Should I be worried? Is Leon going to bring an entire news crew to my apartment right now? He doesn't have that much sway. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Here's an important question, though. JR, you said? Yeah. Which one of these looks the closest (laughs) to what you saw? Hold on. Clearly it's going to be mine. All right. You want me to pick the best painting? Well, not necessarily the best painting. Which one is closest To what you saw. Which one truly conveys the feeling of terror that I experienced looking over that man's body? Or maybe most accurately represents the evidence? Uh, Narrator, you want to describe these paintings for us (laughs) so I can uh, paint me a picture, so to speak. I do want to say really quickly, mine probably has the best perspective, you know? Yeah, I'd say Alvin's has no perspective. It's kind of like, here's kind of a dead body. Definitely has a big bushy beard. Here's a big gash looking thing. Are there little X's where the eyes go? Absolutely. And his his tongue is sticking out. I've spent a lot of time making the like blood look like it's really um, working with gravity. It's not sort of a, a surrealist take. No, this is me actually using my art skills because this isn't about my art. This is about finding the truth. Okay. Um, Leon's is not very good. Uh, <laughs> Leon is a good photographer, but is decidedly not skilled at painting. Leon's is probably also uh, not finished. He probably Leon's is just a bullet point list. <laughs> <laughs> Leon's is actually just a painting of like a murder board. (laughs) He's painted the red yarn. He's painted the red yarn. He's painted all like the facts. So um, that's the scene, JR. All right. Well, I like to provide feedback on all of these. So that one, and I point to Leon's, it's got some good words on it. Visually, not too much to look at, but, uh, you know, it's got a lot of good ideas. That one, and I point to Alvin's, uh, is... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's accurate in that you, you have a dead guy, and he had a uh-huh. beard, and, and yes. again, it's, it's, a, it's a really good start, but, like, the one that's... And I, I point to Constance's. That one's like I was there. Because I was there. Thank you. Right. 
You have completely bought Constance's trust and redeemed yourself in her eyes now. Yes! She is all on board the JR train. I mean, really, every once in a while, a a compliment is all it takes to bring you back from the brink (laughs) of quitting art forever. It's been so long. It had really been so long. Thank you. That means a lot. Um, Sorry. I, you know, was clearly upset about a stranger showing up at my apartment on what is probably the weirdest day of my life. So, JR, you were there? Can can we roll the tape back a little bit? Like, what happened? Who is this? I was at the Prospector, and I was playing pool with this dead person. Although what? he wasn't dead at the time. Oh. And then, okay. <laughs> then we got into, you know, a little disagreement. Um, you know, it sometimes happens, and he left. And uh, I was having a good chat with that uh, tall drink of water that you call your police chief. And then I left and he was dead. He just left. And then I ran away. Okay. That last part doesn't sound great. You could say I left the scene of a crime if you were a lawyer or a cop. But I just think of it as making a dramatic early exit. How how long do you think the whole thing took if you saw him walk out? Maybe ten minutes? Probably more like five. Leon, are you getting any of this? Leon kind of looks over at you and starts walking back, and you can hear sort of the tail end of the conversation. says, um, no, Eve, no, I don't, listen, no, I don't have the camera. The police took the, I told you. Well, can we still run a story about how the police department is corrupt? Yes, I know we've run that story three times. But... <laughs> yeah, they took it. <sighs> sure did. Fine. Um, okay. Do I know I'll be he... there. I'll be there first thing tomorrow. And he closes the phone. Sorry, mm-hmm. this is our editor. I was trying to turn the situation into something good and just, I don't think it's going to happen. Sorry. And he uh, he extends his hand out to you, JR, and says, hey, I'm Leon. It's uh, nice to meet you. JR, nice to meet you. Leon. And Leon gives you a firm handshake. Oh, I'm Alvin. Realize I, didn't, I missed that part. I'm Alvin. <laughs> and I'm Constance. I'm the weird art girl. Alvin, you, you've got like gloves on, right? Like to cover up your hands? Yeah, he wears gloves. And it's not big poofy gloves, but it's like he does like to cover up his fingers. Okay, so you and I shake hands and I kind of look at you wearing gloves. Huh. Alvin. Leon says, so, uh, JR, what are you, what are you doing here? I mean, I guess you could ask the same question to me, but I know Alvin. I saw your tweet. Oh, you saw my tweet? Do you follow me? Oh my god. <laughs> N- no. I don't. Oh, you should. A lot of good <laughs> content. Yeah, and, and addresses of people. Yeah, so I saw the tweet, and I was there pretty close to when Earl- Did you see anything? He's dead. He's dead. I don't know what he died of. I didn't see anything. I don't think it's natural causes. Okay, so let me get this straight. Alvin, you and I were out in the moonscape and Mm -hmm. saw a bunch of dead cattle. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Oh, we were out in the moonscape and there was just like a pile of cows. And they were all emaciated and I don't know, it was was a thing for sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. I guess I I forgot about it a little bit. But yeah, Leon, keep going. Recap recap what, (laughs) (laughs) what we did. And Constance, you said some weird guy running away from the crime scene hissed at you? Yeah, he was almost like not human. And JR, you you said it was like five minutes before somebody killed this guy? 
Probably. I saw him leave. He was very alive when he left. Leon looks at you, Constance. Says, do you have any red yarn? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do, but I was going to knit my friend some gloves. I'll do it on my phone. It's okay. And he pulls out his phone and opens like a drawing (laughs) app. Uh, Constance (laughs) reluctantly pulls out red yarn, realizing that like we don't all want to be huddled around Leon's phone. JR is uh, slowly unpacking. Can I can I put my suits down? Oh, yeah, I don't know why you brought those, but you know what? I'm just going to stop asking obvious questions tonight. Um, (laughs) Sure, go right ahead. Uh, Leon has started unspooling this red yarn and started putting some strings and like tying them up to different places. And he turns around and looks at all of you and says, anybody need some coffee? I think this might be a long night. Yeah. Here, let me, I'll, I'll make some coffee. Hold on. I actually have a really, really nice espresso machine, and uh, Constance opens in her kitchen the one pantry, and instead of any pantry supplies in it, it's just devoted to the espresso machine. (laughs) (laughs) This is a really nice espresso machine. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Do you know how to use it? Do you need a a run on this bad boy? (laughs) Do I know how to? I have an instruction Do I know how to use it? And Leon just starts going to town, like pulling shots, like ristretto everything nice i don't know how to use a nice espresso machine but leon does <laughs> yeah constance is thoroughly impressed she like is upset with leon about 30 percent less at this point <laughs> she's starting to kind of lean into the weird and just go with it and that's the subtitle of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> so leon is making you all some espressos what are all of you doing i think while all that's going on um, in the kind of moment of busy quiet while shots are being pulled and, and JR is unpacking things by the paintings. I think Alvin comes up to Constance and kind of shifty looking a little nervous. This might be bigger than just some animal attack. I feel like if I were to really put together a list of all the weird pieces of this murder, they kind of sound like something out of one of my, my grandma's books. This is actually her old library. I'm pulling a bunch of books off the shelves that remind me of like things related to this hissing man and whatnot. And I'd like to use my lore library, okay, my haven, to investigate a mystery. Okay. Basically. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and roll. Investigate a mystery is plus sharp. Mm-hmm. And you, you can yes. get one. Uh, plus one for using a lore library, I believe. Yeah. So I'm basically just kind of compiling. I'm staring at the canvases at what we gathered plus the info from JR. I'm just trying to kind of think through it. Yeah. You're doing some research. Yeah. Is a total plus three to this roll? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's going to be a solid 10, folks. Nice. Okay. On a 10 plus, hold two. uh, And you can use that to ask any of the following questions. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? Or what is being concealed here? And again, the the answers will depend on what you would have in sort of old fairy tales, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask, what sort of creature is it? And what can hurt it? Okay. Um, let's start with what sort of creature is it? You get through a couple books and uh, you pull one out that hmm, what would it say 
I imagine that some of them are actual printed books, but some of them are just like hand drawn from my grandma. So uh, I actually don't think that it is uh, one of those. I don't think it's sort of a an unofficial volume from your family. I think this is a an actual published book, and it is titled "Monsters and Demons of Slavic Folklore." Ooh, spooky textbooky. I think this is one that your boonie pulled out quite a bit, and you thumb through it, and there are a couple creatures in here from different folkloric traditions that sound pretty similar to what you're talking about. There's the Striga from Albanian folklore, there is the Striga from Polish folklore, but the one that strikes you and the one that you remember being warned of as a child is the Strigoi from Romanian folklore. A monster said to be born when a person's soul refuses to leave their body after death, remaining in there, trapped and hungry. It subsists on human blood and the life force therein, and it has an unquenchable thirst. Ooh, ah, um... The picture that you see is a tall, lanky, sinewy humanoid. Its clothes deteriorating, and it has these, these deep, golden, almost orange eyes. And you can see it's got its mouth open, and there's just this row of razor-sharp teeth. Oh my god. I don't know how to say this, but that's what I saw. That is 100% what I saw. You're sure? I mean, I know that sounds crazy. There's crazy stuff going on. Does this book have kind of the facts? Yeah, you do still have another... You have another hold to ask another question. That's right. Um, I would say what can hurt it. So there are quite a few stories about ways to prevent someone from becoming a strigoi. That cat's out of the bag on that one. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the predominant theory is that they should be prevented. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. An ounce of prevention worth a pound of cure, am I right? <laughs> yes. Uh, by identifying people who might become a strigoi, the seventh son of a seventh son, those who die young or who die with a wicked soul, there is a small section on how to kill Estragoy once it is risen. Awesome. There's a couple different theories, but the one that seems to have the most credence, or the, the two that seem to have the most credence, are removing the head and burning the body. Oh man, I was really hoping for like a, a dropping an anvil on them situation. <laughs> no. One of the ways to prevent Estragoy from rising is to stake the head or stake the body into the ground. Cool. But once they are risen, that will not help. Ooh, okay. Well, as you're kind of rummaging through books and like tossing some aside, there may be one that has kind of a werewolfy sort of thing on it. Um, and Alvin picks that up and gravely looks at you and says, "I don't know if these were really stories, Constance. I am um, here." And he pulls off one of his gloves and shows the the claws on his hand. Jara walks up. Uh, Jara is also now in her pajamas. <laughs> God damn it. What is going on here, Alvin? Okay, I don't really know where you're coming from, but I think there's something more at play with the developments that we've all witnessed today. I mean, I these claws, I didn't used to have the, these 
These showed up rather recently. I used to never be able to grow facial hair. I, I tr- <laughs> Believe me, I've tried. I could not grow a beard, but then in the last eight months, I've had to shave twice a day. If you remember the movie Santa Claus, it's kind of like that. Like, it's, it's unnervingly fast. Constance now actually pays attention to your hand, Alvin. I've been, I've been kind of, you know, focusing on wrapping my head around the fact that I think I saw something from this book. Wait, what, what, what happened to you? See, that's the kind of the funny thing. I don't know. I keep trying to think back, like, was there a time that I remember this starting this year? I don't, it's hard to remember. I know it looks like something like werewolfy or or some sort of monster, but I don't turn like I've been outside under the moon. Nothing seems to change. Um, there's been a lot that has happened that's weird tonight, and uh, I just have to wonder if something is connecting these things. I, I, I think it's at this moment that Leon comes back in, and he's got I think a just like a piece of plyboard. Oh, and he's got four four espresso shots um, just on it, <laughs> uh, and he sets it down in front of you all. And he takes one and sort of like starts to sip on it a little bit. And says, "Huh, sorry that took so long. What'd you all find?" Um, as Alvin. he comes in, I put the the glove back on. Alvin's a monster, and there are monsters. This is fine. This is fine. Leon puts an arm around Alvin, and Alvin's a lot bigger than Leon, so this looks pretty comical. But he puts an arm mm-hmm. around him and says, "This guy, come on." I give Constance a look. I mean, Constance just sits down. <laughs> it's been a it's been a real night. So, so Leon, you got any um, intel you can provide us from your editor? I mean, my editor doesn't even want to publish the story without photographs, unfortunately. So, I don't know what to do. Maybe um, if and you I got to be back in right in the morning. So, is there maybe a way to like? get into the like listen into police scanners or something i mean they were still there when we left maybe there's some chatter we can tune into if this is real and at this point i'm just on board the train euro semi werewolf or something and i sorry and who's a werewolf let's not get into that right now uh this thing is going to feed again it's just gonna keep doing that so we should what is going to feed I, I, I like, kind of throw the book at him, frazzled. Right behind Leon, Alvin is, like, holding up that hand and pointing to it and, like, going, no, no, no. Leon sort of dodges the book. <laughs> and uh, Alvin, I think you catch it behind Leon. And he turns to you and says, what is that? I'll, yeah, I hold it out with the, the Strigoi page. You think it's a monster? Just read it and see if that doesn't sound right. He takes the book and sits down in a chair. Well, like, what about these cows? What was the cow situation? And Leon looks up and says, it looks like there's a note here that it can survive on animal blood for a while. Cool, cool, cool. Poisonous long term. JR, it felt like a collection of cows. Maybe we should go investigate. It is about 1.30 in the morning right now, by the way. After we get some sleep. (laughs) (laughs) before you know before we go to sleep and i kind of just assume that you're all gonna spend the night because (laughs) i'm I'm not planning to sleep alone tonight (laughs) Uh, i'd rather have a a friendly half werewolf on my side 
You keep saying half werewolf. I do. I just. Metaphorical I can't werewolf. even. You're gonna have to have a conversation about this later. And uh, Constance looks at Alvin. Alvin looks at Leon and kind of gives a sigh and goes, "Well, not really werewolf technically. I don't think so." I'm sorry. What? I've got these. I take both gloves off again. Leon drops the book on the ground and takes a few steps forward and puts his hands under your hands and just like holds them up to his face and is just staring at them. Leon, now you're you're my friend. You have to you have to promise not to not to write a story about me. Who did this to you? I don't know. He lets go of your hands and he takes a step back and puts his hands on his temples and starts rubbing them and looks at the three of you and looks at his half-finished murder board and looks at the still open book to the Strigoi, says, what is happening in this town? Constance, while this has been going on, has made a very, very strong whiskey, hands one to Leon and goes, exactly, exactly. I feel like maybe we we do a night's rest while just having like the radio on just in case we hear another attack happening. JR is a pretty light sleeper, so I feel like JR probably goes to sleep listening to police scanners like not infrequently. Hello everyone and welcome to the intermission. It's me, Quinn, your keeper and narrator, here to remind you to not silence your cell phone, because that's probably how you're listening to this podcast. Thanks so much for tuning into episode three of Monster Hour. The gang's finally all together, they're swapping secrets, learning about monsters. It's like a spooky, kooky adult summer camp. Who knew the real monster was trying to make friends as an adult? If you're enjoying the show so far, why not leave us a rating and review, show us some love on Twitter at MonsterHourPod, or recommend us to a friend who could use a bit more mystery in their life. Your support means so much to us, and it really does make a huge difference in helping other folks find the show. And speaking of the show, I think it's time we got back to it. The three of you sleep. It is a uneventful but uneven sleep. The discontent is palpable and it weighs over you as you try to rest. Eventually, morning comes and the sunrise streams in through the big bay windows of Constance's studio. JR, you've been listening to the police scanner. You've had it sort of tucked next to you where you fall asleep, but... There's no chatter. I don't know which of you wakes up first. Oh, JR is up first. When you do, you notice that Leon is not there. Shit. Do I get to heal my harm? Yes. All right. So I would like to check my Twitter feed and see if he's been uh, tweeting. Nope. Nope. Okay, great. There's nothing since that final tweet that he posted that led you to Constance's studio. Final tweet? His most recent tweet. (laughs) You say forebodingly. (laughs) 
Well, if everybody else is still asleep, I think I'm going to just stretch my legs. Maybe just walk around the block before everybody else wakes up. Okay. You open the door, and it opens about halfway before it stops abruptly with a dull thud. And you see a hand sticking out just in front of your vision. Okay. Uh, I reach out and, and touch it. It's cold, isn't it? Yes. Oh, fuck. Uh, all right, I'm gonna... Whatever it is attached to is just on the other side of the door frame. Oh, God. Okay, um, I jump backwards from the door. Constance, Alvin, we have a situation. Five more minutes. No, no, we don't have five more minutes, Alvin. Guys, Leon is gone, and I think I may have found what? him. Uh, that's fine. Y'all, there's Where? a dead body outside what? the door. Holy shit. What? Uh, crash, 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 stumble, stumble. Yeah, I, like, get up and I'm knocking things over as I do. Very red, bleary-eyed. What? What did you say? Well, I can't get the door open. There's something heavy in front of it, and I'm pretty sure it's a dead body. The two of you see JR with the door half ajar. Um, oh, that, hey, that was funny. Um <laughs> <laughs> And uh, in the sliver of the door that is open, you can see a human hand just sort of lying on your front porch, Constance. Nope, 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 nope. I walk into my bedroom and I close the door. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ. I just need a moment. Uh, Do I recognize just the hand? (laughs) No. Do you recognize most hands? Not necessarily. (laughs) If there's like a bit of sleeve, maybe. There's no clothing you can see, and there's no... um, It appears to be a man's hand, I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. And there's no Um, sort of jewelry on it. I'll uh, just kind of like slowly walk up to the door, and kind of with with trembling hands, I'll give it a big push. You push the door open, and the body behind it sort of scrapes along the porch uh, and rolls forward. And the two of you see... It looks like it should be the body of a sort of middle-aged man, but it's horribly withered and just shrunken down. And this person is clad in faded blue jeans and a a black leather jacket, and they have a a small beard. And JR, you recognize this as John. Shit. It's a really gross scene, but Alvin does give a little sigh of relief when he sees that it is not Leon. Yes, um, it is not Leon. And kind of stepping back into the studio, Alvin's got to fumble with his phone and try to text Leon. Okay. Constance hearing commotion, but no screaming, kind of tepidly walks out. The three of you are standing there, and there is a dead body on your porch, Constance. Do you want the bad news or the bad news? I mean, there's a dead body. That is the bad news. There's more bad news. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's good news. It's all on how you look at things. Um, I know this guy, too. (laughs) I met him last night. Worse for you, JR. Yeah. There's a dead body. Sorry. uh, How do you you know this one? Oh, my God. There's already two of them. Um, It's the other one that I was playing pool with last night. Okay, so he knows Earl? If they're not related, 
They both shop at the same clothing store. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, maybe he saw Leon's tweet and he came to tell us something. and Or, I don't know. Um, you know, it just strikes me that this guy's probably not a big tweeter. <laughs> I don't want to stereotype here, but... Um, um, I This is not a, um, a, a very technical use of your grifter ability <laughs> but i'm gonna say based on your grifter ability you are 99.9 percent sure that john did not tweet okay good i feel good about that statement <laughs> <Okay>. then <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay what do you guys think we should do C- clearly this is related but i can't i can't just leave a dead body hanging outside of my apartment we could bring the body inside you said that way too casually. We could at least look at the body before we call the cops. I'm a little nervous about any of us being around because we left a rather distasteful, a, li- a rather sour taste in the police mouths, I think, with our behavior at the last crime scene. Oh my god. It probably doesn't look great for us to be here at this crime scene. It doesn't look great, Constance, frankly, that it's your house. Um, um, why don't we just lock the door and call him and leave? What? It's right outside my door. Can we at least, like, prop it against someone else's door? (laughs) (laughs) I live here, guys. Honestly, I second Alvin's decision. You got, like, a back door or a window that we can just, like... No! No! This is my home. No. Let's... It's early. I know my neighbors. None of them get up before like 10 a.m. or later. Constance, you do have one neighbor who <laughs> it's not really your neighbor per se, but um, there's someone who walks their dog early in the morning. Oh, shit. Every morning <laughs> through your neighborhood. I can't believe I'm saying this. We're bringing the body inside. Okay. Hide and body. Let's do it. Wow. This escalated quickly. This body, I mean, it's it's very thin and it doesn't weigh as much as a human man should. And you are able to pretty easily lift it up and carry it inside. Okay. Are there any oops going on? <laughs> uh, what do you guys mean by an oops? It's Kyle has a move called oops, oh! which basically means he gets to find like weird semi-interesting things things they're not necessarily related to like the problem at hand it won't be immediately useful but it will Im- still be important. sort of useful in the bigger picture <laughs> yeah it is important and useful although not necessarily related to your immediate problems yes <laughs> okay okay alvin as you pick up this body i think something catches your eye when you step outside as you lift this body you look at the door frame and you see all around the edges that it is scratched. That there are what appear to be claw marks that have tried to pry this thing open. Uh, I would like to investigate this body and uh, see if I can learn anything else from it. I think that would be sure. investigate a mystery. Yes, okay. <laughs> it certainly would be. All right. uh, go ahead and roll to investigate. <laughs> Let's mystery. get some sweet, sweet dice rolling action in here. That's an eight. Okay, on an eight, that's a mixed success. You hold one, so you can ask any of the questions, which are what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? Or what is being concealed here? 
I'd like to know what it was going to do. Um, or does that not really apply here? No, uh, that's okay. I think uh, you're used to uh, studying your surroundings and making sure that you are safe. And at the end of the street, you see a figure standing just right next to a building, ready to dart away. And they appear to be wearing a hoodie and a pair of aviators and just staring at your position. And when they notice you noticing them, they disappear. Like disappear like in a flash of smoke or like disappear like they run no, away? No, they duck around the corner. Okay, all right. Hey, Constance. Yeah? What did that person look like? Were they wearing shit sunglasses? I grab a coffee cup because that's the closest thing to me and I run out to where you are holding it like a weapon. What? Were they wearing? This person is already gone. Sunglasses? Yes, yes. Like a hooded sweatshirt? Oh my god, yes, that's the monster. Well, I got good news and I got bad news. The good news <laughs> is now I've seen it too. <laughs> I think you okay. can figure out what the bad news is. It's gone. Well, it also knows where we are. And it's seen us. Yeah. We're either going to go to jail or die. So one of our problems is <laughs> gone. We don't have to deal with both. That's where I'm at. At, uh, what, eight, seven in the morning at this point? Probably um, seven. Seven? Cool. I think as the two of you are standing there, Constance, your neighbor with the dog, it's definitely a golden doodle. Aww. Yep. You see them very, turn the very corner. smart dog. And start heading down the street towards you. And uh, as they see you, they sort of give a little wave. And then they look, give like a slightly funny look to JR, but they keep walking. Cousin in town visiting. <laughs> Just yell out. Yep. <laughs> they give a small nod and then start walking faster. <laughs> Legendary baker, you should come by for cake. Stop. No, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> Has a YouTube channel. Check it out. Let's go look at the bake salon in the apartment. Bye. You know, we're going to have to make you that account now. Aww. So we're talking about cakes? <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah, Alvin, we're going to have to make some cakes if we don't die or go to jail first. Okay. So <sighs> the three of you have taken John's body inside. Alvin has propped it somewhere. And you are right on the table. You are in people eat. Constance's studio with John's God body. Damn it. And Leon has gone, and yeah, that, that's about it. That's where you are. Any ping on that text? Yeah, where's Leon? Oh, yeah, you texted seen, Leon. Has seen message. Leon 100% <laughs> does not have read receipts on. Oh, thank God. Absolutely yeah. not. Facebook message him. <laughs> all right, point, one point for Leon for not le having read receipts, all right? Read receipts are the <laughs> devil. <laughs> They're the worst. And they should be the monster in our next campaign. <laughs> I'll find some way to make that work, maybe. Um, we'll have to <laughs> defeat Facebook. <laughs> like a black mirror thing. All right. Uh, you have not received a response from Leon yet. Hmm. Right. Shit. Does anybody else want to investigate the body? I mean, I can roll and investigate as I was arranging him. There is a diminishing margin of return for investigating this one body, but I think there's still some questions that you could get some answers for, so someone else can roll. I'll do it because I was putting the body down yeah, while you talking sense. to your neighbor. No! <laughs> oh, no. Well, it four. 
Okay. <laughs> Where's my pencil? So go ahead and mark experience. Check mark. <laughs> You're sort of like pawing at the body. Oh, and as you do, there is in rapid succession a three swift knocks at the door. Fuck! Did you? Did you say cake? Oh, fuck. I did not have my morning oatmeal, and I. Constance, throw a blanket. Uh, uh, I'm sure you, you've got yeah, those. Yeah, I have ten of them. I throw like yep. four anthropologists. They're all blankets. on top of this body now. Okay. Your neighbor is still outside. I open the door and quickly squeeze myself out and close the door. Hi! Constance, how. Um, you. You mentioned something about cake, and I'm feeling a bit peckish. I'm, I'm wondering, is there any available? Oh, no. The golden she doodle, like, goes... jumps up on you oh, and tries oh. to give you kisses. Hi, Gladys. Gladys, down. Oh, still working on that <laughs> Gladys one, Gladys huh? doesn't get down. <laughs> That's fine. Um, no, see, she actually has to go into uh, a two-week stupor in order to make any cake. It's... It's really, um, you know, she, she is a, an artiste in the greatest of senses. Uh, that YouTube channel, I'll definitely give you the link to it. Um, oh, okay. This is, uh, um, this is, this is a manipulate like someone for sure. <laughs> her speak for her. Because <laughs> you, you want them to go away. And the reason you're giving them is a terrible, terrible lie. Um, <laughs> Constance, so you are go and so roll to manipulate someone. I really am. I'm not usually hiding a dead body in my apartment. Oh, boy, guys. Um, you know, uh, JR, at any point, feel free to come help me out if you feel like I'm floundering. Oh, maybe not, because that is a Baby 12. bird's got to learn yeah! to fly. Wow. What? Whoa, damn. That was a nat two sixes, because I have zero charm. <laughs> nice. Wow. Crit. Your neighbor, what is your neighbor's name? Ethel. Ethel, Ethel and Gladys. And Ethel and Gladys. It's very good. Um, yes. So Ethel sort of like looks up and he says, you're just a family of artists. I understand. I'll come back in two weeks. Gladys, come. And she sort of like tries to tug Gladys off you. And Gladys gives you a few more kisses before the two of them depart down the street. She makes dog cakes too. Hear that, Gladys? Yep. Definitely will have that for you. Uh, uh, so Ethel and Gladys wa- continue walking down the street. Perfect. Uh, Constance makes a mental note. Uh, I guess now I'm going to have to make a cake and a dog cake. Cool. Alvin, you did not discover anything useful as you were examining the body of John. So what do the three of you do? I would like to not be here with this body because the longer we're here, the higher chance of the cops showing up. And Stoney and I got to work on our relationship. Th- this is our protected space. So like we're not ditching the studio in general so we're gonna maybe we should take the body somewhere else yeah or just make a mental note that we're gonna do something with it pretty soon like we can't just leave it there you got a back alley constance um here's the thing i do have a storage unit this thing was scratching at my door Maybe we chain it up in my storage unit. I don't think it was the body that was scratching. Better safe than sorry. Where is your storage unit? It's just downstairs. <laughs> it's just in the basement. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Yep. Okay. Sorry, Constance. Uh, Alvin wraps it up in a in one of the blankets. <laughs> yeah, that thing is going to be burned. <laughs> it's never coming back. Uh, the three of you wrap up this body and take it to Constance's basement storage unit and lock it away. 
I think as you're doing this, Constance, your phone buzzes and there is a text message from your mother and it just says, good luck today at the interview. Oh, fuck. Boy, that was my biggest problem today. (laughs) Okay, I text my mom back. Feeling a bit sick, might have to reschedule. There's no response. Oh, yeah, that's Does your mom right. leave you on read? Oh, no, she doesn't understand what that means. <laughs> Make a mental note to deal with that fallout later and put it in my pocket. Okay, guys, uh, dead cows? Yeah, I want to see these dead cows. I mean, like, I don't want to see dead cows. I am interested in seeing. Let's just go check out the cows. Constance, you got a car? In the technical sense, yes. Does it drive? It does. Okay, let's go to the cows. <laughs> My car is like so old and so beat up that it's hard to imagine fitting even three people in it. It's very uncomfortable for Alvin. Is Leon's car still parked outside? Uh, no. While we're getting into the car, Alvin will give... Let's see. I don't think Leon is seeing anybody, but like calls the, the jackalope to see if he's checked in. Yeah, you call the the jackalope, and I think you get the operations manager. the The jackalope doesn't have like, I don't know, like an administrator or something. They just they have an operations yeah. manager who gets shunted into doing like taking reception calls. Um, mm-hmm. Whose name is Fred? It says, uh, "Hello, this is Fred. You've reached the jackalope. How may I help you?" Hey, it's Alvin again. Um, oh, hey, Alvin. Uh, you know, Alvin. I've uh, just. Check in to see if, uh, uh, did Leon show up? Is, is Leon there? Hmm? Oh, yeah. Leon got in like 30 minutes ago. He's in a meeting with Eve. Oh, um, great. Did you just have him, yeah, give me a call when he's, when he's free? Oh, yep, we'll do. Thanks. Uh, I turn back like, uh, Leon's okay, I think. What makes you say that? Oh, he's, he's at the Jackalope. Oh. Is that work? So he might be writing a story about one of the many things we learned about last night. Listen, in terms of problems we have right now. But he will end up making himself a target if that thing reads. I think it reads. I don't think it read the text. I think it, like, knows things. I mean, it's not... Just intuitively knows where I live? Well, it could have followed you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you've run into it twice before. Yeah, yeah. Once. Once at the tour and once right at the crime scene. Why would it go on my tour and reveal itself, right? Like, why not wait until I was walking home? Because I ran into it the second time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't looking for me the second time. It's like probing for something. Yeah. It's been sticking around in my head among the, like, million things that we're dealing with right now. Uh, Why was it scratching at my door? Did you guys hear anything last night? Did anyone try to get in? I didn't hear anything, and I'm a pretty late sleeper. Oh, but if there's something in there that it's interested in, that might explain why it's trying to get in. There was like a a rash of burglaries a couple of years ago, and they hit almost every apartment except for mine. Constance, have you told us about your job interview? Yeah, I might be getting some calls from my mom. I'm supposed to have a job interview today <laughs> of all days. Um, Where? Yeah, so uh, it's a it's a thing my mom set up. Do you want that job? I mean, right now I kind of just don't want to go to prison. I I don't want that job, but oh, well, um, then, then don't yeah. go. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then forever shame and humiliate my family. If you're dead, you don't have to worry about eternal shame, do you? Huh? Huh? Bright side. Are we there yet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we're there. <laughs> you pull into the moonscape. Alvin, you lead the way. During the daytime, it's a much easier hike, and you make it there pretty quickly, only to discover that there are no dead cattle. Well, huh, gang? Tell you what, they were right here. The spot where these cattle were piled up, there's just sort of a small mound of dirt. Mm -hmm. You can see a hint of a bloodstain, but it it's almost impossible to discriminate between that and the burgundy color of the moonscape itself. If you didn't know explicitly that it was there, it would be invisible. I mean, I swear, you guys, it was it was right. Yeah, I took a picture of it. Oh, oh. well. <laughs> All right. There's a lot of missing evidence from my story. Okay, if you look really close right here. J.R. and Constance, you do see that there is trace amounts of blood. Certainly not what should be for a pile of cattle, but consistent with what you have seen from the rest of this activity. Yeah, this seems, uh, I mean, of all the things to believe, easy. I want to figure out where the cows went. Okay, lay it out. I would like to know where the cows went, and that is a 10. That's a 10. Okay, on a 10, you hold two. Woo! I'll say the questions once more. Yeah. Uh, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? And what is being concealed here? I would like to know what happened here and what is being concealed here. What happened here? Uh, something bled a little bit here. And that's it. Wow. <laughs> Remember... What you get from investigative mystery is dependent on what you're investigating. Yeah. And sometimes as the keeper, I have to give you what you <laughs> earned instead of what you want. <laughs> um, what is being concealed here? Uh, I will tell you that based on Alvin's existing knowledge, these cattle, while weighing less than what they ought to at the time that he found them, would still be heavy, mm -hmm. would still be difficult to move. And there's no sign that they were moved. There's no drag marks. There's no, there's nothing. All there are are boot prints. Boot prints. Mm. Uh, and Alvin, you'll recall you saw these same boot prints when you came to investigate it the first time. Oh, I did. Mm. Yep. Can I take a picture of the boot print <laughs> with my phone? Sure. Yeah, you take a picture. They look like fairly heavy boot prints, probably like a hiking boot. There's no uh, branding. There's no logo from a company. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like so somebody is helping hide what happened to these cattle. Alvin's going to kind of go over to the center of where the cows were, where you said that was, there's like a little pile of dirt, and just start claw digging into that pile of dirt like a wolf. <laughs> okay. Uh, to To what end? Well, I'm just doing it. You tell me what happens. <laughs> Listen, Alvin's got a Alvin sometimes gets a hunch or an instinct or what have you, and he's kind of digging in there and sniffing oh around. Okay. Um, 
It's just gonna play in the dirt. Hmm. <laughs> I can give you investigate a mystery, or I can give you an oops. <laughs> it kind of feels a little like an oops. So I'll give you an oops. You uh, you dig, and you reach the bottom of this pile, and there's nothing. It, the, there's no blood sort of drained in this far. Mm-hmm. And I think in frustration, you pound the sand a little bit and stand up. And behind you in this dust-filled cloud, you see <laughs> a a small piece of paper slowly sort of flittering away. And you chase after it, and you're able to yeah. to grab hold of it. And it's a newspaper clipping from the Firmament Daily Herald. And it is the police blotter from yesterday. Hmm. There's one piece of it circled in sort of a fine ballpoint pen, and it is the cattle rustle. Mm. Oh, shit. I kind of return to Constance and JR, and I just kind of come back with the newspaper clipping covered in dirt and dust. Alvin, so, what well, were I found, you well, doing? You're- uh, this... You're filthy. Officer What's-Her-Name told me that the cattle we found last night were cattle from a nearby ranch. And, I mean, this is the the police report talking about it. I don't know why this would be out here. Seems a little weird. Alvin looks just a little bit hairier than usual. Uh, Alvin, look, I don't want to be rude. You look, like, a little furrier. Is that normal? Well... May as well say yes now, I guess. Maybe we should go uh, check out check out where these cattle came from. Yeah. Or is there maybe, would there be like word going around at the prospector? Oh. About John being gone? What do you think? Okay, so this is going to sound a bit wild, but is there an angle of talking to the Police? <laughs> I don't think that's the worst thing we've done today. JR, I totally understand if, if you uh, don't want to be part of that conversation. You've seemed a bit skittish at the concept of police. Wait a minute. Hey, JR, what do you do? Yeah, I'm assuming that you're a thief of some kind. I mean... Thief is incredibly reductive, but if you mean in the general sense that I sometimes acquire things that don't strictly belong to me and then sell those things to other people so that they then become their things? Yes. (laughs) Look, I kind of figured something was up, but we had a really hard night, and I bet um, coming to my apartment yesterday was not the smartest move for you, and yet you helped us out, and you helped me move a body. (laughs) So I'm going to kind of consider it all a wash, um... We've got a couple of places we could go if we want to try to figure out what's going on and why there's a dead body outside my door. Well, how about this? You two could check out the cattle ranch, and I could swing by the prospector. You guys could drop me off in town. I'm happy to go to the police station 
I think out of the three of us, I probably have the better <laughs> relationship there. That's probably true, yeah. Also, someone should check in on Leon. Like, he's just out and about with all this information. Yeah. Doing who knows what. He supposed to call me back, and he hasn't yet. Maybe instead of the rant, I should just go to the jackalope. Yeah, I think Alvin would try to find Leon because yeah. he's missing. Dead bodies are around. He's his best friend. Like, he's not just going to be like, he well, he's like, it's at work. He's probably fine. That's yeah. true. And they did have a really good bonding moment last night. Okay, so you are going to go check on Leon? Yeah. JR, you're going to the prospector. Yep. And Constance, you're going to the police station. Yep. The three of you head out of the moonscape. Constance, you're driving, so you drop Alvin off at the Jackalope, and then JR, the prospector, and you head to the police station. Alvin, you head in. You don't um you don't see Leon's car parked here, hmm. but you head inside. You see Fred. Uh, mm-hmm. The operations manager who says, hey, um, Alvin, right? Yeah, hey, Fred. Hey, it's um, good, just, it's uh, good to see you. Yeah, yeah, you too. Um, I was just um, following up. I, I called earlier about Leon. You said he was in here. Is he available? Is he in oh, at his desk? Or? He, yeah, I mean, he was he was in earlier. He was meeting with Eve. He said he he was pitching some kind of story, but he, he just left about 10 minutes ago. Shoot. You know uh, which where to go? I think he said he was trying to get his camera back. Uh-oh. Ah, right. JR, it's about 10 in the morning, which I think is just before the prospector opens. And so you uh, you walk up and you knock on the door. And for a few moments, it's just quiet. And then it opens a hair and you see Jasper's face behind the door. Can I come in? Yeah, you can come in. He pulls open the door and then uh, lets you inside and shuts it. And you can see he's holding a pistol in his hand. And he says, now, I'm hearing that some of my customers are dead. What do you know about that? Customers, plural? I just know about Earl. He walks over to the bar and he pulls out a bottle of whiskey and he pours two glasses. And then he pulls out a radio and you can see he's got it tuned to the same frequency that you had it on last night. It says, heard a report from a concerned citizen that they were hearing suspicions about a dead biker. Now, I don't know if Earl's body got moved mm, 25 blocks, but I'm reckoning it's someone else. Guys, I'm about to get murdered. Constance. Mm-hmm. You pull up to the police station. It's a pretty nice building. I think they recently renovated. Lots of glass. Very modern. You head inside and uh, you walk up to the receptionist and they greet you politely and ask, what can we do for you? Hi, um, this is going to be weird, but I I was there when the man outside the bar last night. And uh, she looks at you and kind of like starts a little bit and she says, oh, um, are you a reporter too? <laughs> 